0: Subtle skills, big results. Welcome to the Ninja Selling Podcast.
1: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Ninja Selling Podcast. As always, we are excited to be with you today. And if you're new to the podcast, welcome. If you want to join our community, head over to Facebook and search for the Ninja Selling Podcast. And if you want to learn more about coaching or trainings that are offered, head over to ninjaselling.com. bunch of buttons there up at the top that you can click on to learn more information. And as always, you can also just reach out to us in the podcast community. It's a very easy way to do it. Garrett, good morning to you.
0: Good morning. And and just a heads up for everybody. If you did request to be part of the community and you're like, I requested and I'm not in there and I don't know where my request went to, It's most likely because you didn't answer any of our questions or agree to the rules of the group. And I've had a lot of people come to me and say, I appreciate how well this group is maintained and it doesn't go down crazy track, doesn't turn negative, it's also positive. It's because we've been really careful about making sure that everybody's clear about our rules when they come into that group. And uh, that means if you didn't answer them, I just deleted you. Uh, I just said, away, and you can try again, and you are welcome to try again. You just need to come back, answer the questions, and we will let you in, and you can be part of our fabulous group, but I just want to give you a heads up if you're wondering why. That's why. But good morning, sir.
1: How are you today? Good morning to you. I'll add one more more note in there as well is um, I see a lot of people sharing emails and things like that. Uh, because you're you're looking for getting like somebody shares something and you're like oh can you email that to me? Just note that anytime you comment with an email address, Facebook likes to flag it as spam, so it might take us just a little bit to let those through. The other thing is reach out to the person, maybe send them a message or something, because I, I can understand the challenge of like somebody posts something, they're like hey this is cool, and then like a hundred people drop an email address in the comments. It's really hard for that person to keep up with it, so do give that person a little bit of grace as well. Let them, you know, come around to you. They may not see your comment. They may not have Facebook notifications turned on that way. So I guess use some normal Facebook etiquette. And and uh,
0: I love it when that person comes to us going, what did I do? And we're like, yeah, what did you do? Like, you don't do that. <laughs>
1: yeah. And I, And I totally get some, some people will drop an email address in there and they'll be like, I never heard from this person. It's like, maybe they never saw your comment. Maybe we never saw your comment too. There's a lot of activity that goes on in here. And it's all good, which is awesome. But if if you do really need a response from somebody else or would like something, send somebody a Facebook message. Again, it's Facebook, so don't expect 100%. We're all realtors too. So our email addresses and phone numbers are probably somewhere just a Google search away. So we're easy to find. Everybody is
0: easy to find in this world. Well, all right. That's enough of the PSA announcement.
1: Enough. Yeah. All that's good stuff, which is so join our community because it's a fantastic, fun, fun time all up in there. So, but we got a great topic today too about vegetables. Vegetables. We talk about this is kind of a silly topic, but it came out of a coaching call. I, I,
0: I it seems to be the end all. Like it, it just goes on forever. These, these conversations about my client, this is my coaches usually talking to me. Like, gosh, are my clients, my, my, coaching clients are struggling with making phone calls and how can we figure out how to make phone calls easier for them? And they're always resisting against this. And it's nothing new. All of you out there listening to this, there's a majority of you listening going like phone is like so difficult for me. And I just, I have a hard time with the phone. It's uncomfortable. And I I was talking with this coach the other day. I said, you know, the the hard part about the phone is you got to look at it the way, like when you have a child and you're teaching them how to eat their veggies. Your goal with teaching a kid how to eat veggies is you start with the, the easy veggies first. Like, you start with the veggies that are like, you know, what, Matt, you're in the thick of this
1: right now. What's a safe... Veggie? Carrots. Carrots. Carrots are always usually... Well, with with our youngest, broccoli is the way to roll. Carrots, peas, broccoli. I was a weird... Peas?
0: I was a weird kid. I like spinach. I'm not saying that that's everybody, but spinach was like... So good. Oh, man. Just cream of souffle. Spinach. Oh, that was my go-to when I was a child. But you start easy and you start, you start in a place that a child is going to be like, okay, like I, I actually do like veggies. I like these veggies. These are veggies. And then you work your way up and you introduce different veggies and different stuff. And then all of a sudden one day you're like, here, try this. This is a Brussels sprout. And they're like, oh, I like Brussels sprouts. On the flip side, if you start with a Brussels sprout, There's a very good chance you're going to have a child that's going, I hate veggies. I've never liked veggies. Veggies have never been my thing. Well, here, try an onion. Here, let me give you this. I'm just going to give you a slice of raw onion. Here, that's technically a veggie. Bite it like an apple. (laughs) Yeah, just bite into it. Bite into it. (laughs) And then all of a sudden you have this horrible experience where they go, I hate veggies even more now. Why would you give that to me? I hate veggies. And you keep building this mindset for this child. And all of a sudden you have a child that's like, I will never eat veggies for the rest of my life. This is how I am programmed. And now I think a lot of us had this around the phone. Yeah. And it's funny because the phone was not always that way. When they were kids and things like that, and they were growing up, the phone was never a, "I hate talking on the phone. I never want to talk on the phone. I don't think that that's where it came from. I think we got into business. And then the phone turned into making business phone calls I don't like. And that's where it started to get weird. And then we come to a Ninja Selling class, Matt, and they're like, you need to make 50 phone calls a week. You need to talk to 50 people a week. And their brain goes, oh my gosh, this is a sales course. They want me to make business phone calls to ask people for business. That's not what we mean, but this is where you take it. And then they're like, I hate the phone just like a little kid that hates their veggies. Yeah. This is where I think we get stuck with a lot of these these this situation, man. And that's why I'm excited to kind of kick this around with you today because I think this is a,
1: we got to go back to the root of the problem. We do. And it's relatively simple, right? I mean, you know, it was like, well, how do you make a phone call? It's like, well, it's very easy. You pick up your phone, you dial the number and you hit the green button that starts the phone call. Like that's how it's done, right? But that's not really the question. The question is, is, how do I become disciplined? How do I become motivated? How do I have a conversation in some cases, right? And how do I get past the fact that I am doing this because I'm in real estate? Because if I wasn't in real estate, I wouldn't be making these phone calls. And so I always say, hey, let's start with the first thing is like, that's totally okay. Let's just accept. We did that episode of like accepting the industry you're in. Let's just accept that this is part of what we do. And yeah, this is... Part of our strategy, our business strategy. However, when we engage in the action, we're gonna focus on the other person. We're not gonna be attached to any sort of outcome. We're just going to start saying, hey, how can I bring some value or be interested in the person on the other end of the phone? Take that to every conversation, whether it's phone, in-person, or whatever. That's where I would begin, right? Yep. Um, just like if you're an adult trying to eat vegetables, which I am on this like awesome vegetable kick, like they're all good. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> everything's going. I got, I got like the bok choy going in my eggs now in the morning. I just threw some red cabbage in there today. like going beyond the standard, the standard stuff. And like, I will say as an adult, a lot of people are like, I don't really like vegetables. I know people who don't. And, but once you start doing it, you're like, oh, this now is getting interesting. This is getting fun. I do like the taste. There's these little things that I can do. And so part of it is getting, is accepting the situation and saying, I am now willing to start. Yep. And know that it's going to evolve into this thing, that it's going to be a lot more comfortable. So we have to get to that starting line, Garrett. That's the first step in being able to be comfortable with making phone calls is, let's get let's show up at the starting line.
0: Well, and this is is where I'm like, and the why I brought up the veggies is like, I think it's good for people to step back and say, okay, what bad experiences do I have that I'm hanging my hat on right now about the phone? What was my initial kind of moment that I was like, I'm not good at the phone. I don't like the phone. Where did I own that from? Did I pick that up from somebody else? You know, I mean, I know you can talk to other people as you get into the business and people start talking about how, oh, I'm, I don't like the phone. I don't like talking to clients on the phone. And they all of a sudden go like, well, maybe, maybe I should be that way. Like, maybe I don't like the phone either. And they grab <laughs> it from people around them, you know, just from the people you surround yourself with.
1: Well, and I think we have two, two things, Garrett, too. not uh, Sorry to interrupt, but... We have like the legacy of the poor training on like, oh, we're going to make sales calls. Yep. We also have the generation growing up where like the phone wasn't a form of like talking on the phone wasn't a primary form of communication as text and all these other things, which are, are efficient in certain ways, but ineffective in other ways. And so it's also, I think just, oh, I, I'm, I'm not used to this. This is a new thing. So let me go down that route for
0: a second, because I think that you got to look at the phone as a tool. Yep and i I've, I've shared this over the you know the past there's past episodes back where i've said you know understand the tools of your business and what you have at your fingertips to use and also understand the tools that you may be frustrated with it's it's okay to step back and to say i don't know how to use that tool it's not that i'm not good at it it's not that i don't like it it's not that it doesn't work for me it's like no i have never been trained how to use that tool and i can go into My brother-in-law's workshop is one of the best examples of not understanding how to use tools. He was, he passed away a couple of years back, a master at woodworking, uh, built amazing furniture, master with refurbishing old metal lathes and uh, mills. And he's got these incredible machines in his shop that I don't even know how to use. It's a funny thing because I'm pretty good with tools and I'm pretty good with my hands and I understand a lot of stuff. I can stand in front of this mill and I am so damn afraid of this machine. I don't even know where to start with it. I don't know the buttons to push. And even if I got it to turn on, I would not know how to make it work. And you look at that and you can say, I'm not good at that machine. I've never been good at that machine. I don't know what to do with it. Or I can figure out how to use it if I want to. And You got to then ask yourself: Is there a benefit in me taking the time and learning how to use this machine? What can it do for me if I figure it out? Do I understand the purpose of me having the knowledge now of using this machine? For some of us, it's just getting good at it. It's just like you know, what I want to learn something. I want to get good at how to do that, so I know how to do it. I got it in my brain. I got it now. Going forward in life, there's the other side of it: of like, does it have a useful purpose for me? And all of you that are listening to this right now with your business. The phone has a useful purpose for you. It is one of the most powerful tools you have at your fingertips. And if you choose how to get really good and understand how it works, and I'm not saying pushing the numbers on it, like understand how to use it as a form of communication, there's this other side that it will open up a tremendous amount of doors and relationships and connections and opportunities. And I think you have to make that connection, Matt, of like, do I understand the useful side of this? And then ask yourself, do I want to figure out how this thing works? I'm not about to tackle the mill at my brother-in-law's shop right now. It does serve useful purposes for me, but it's one of those things that's like, I'm not going to use it enough to figure it out right now. Now, there's other ones right now, like a metal lathe. I am figuring that one out right now. There are parts I need to make for my car that I typically buy right now that I'm like, I can make that. I can make it in the shop in as little as about a half an hour. I don't have to buy it. And I'm starting to go, okay, let's look at what all these little cutting dies are and these drill bits and how you hook them in there and let's watch videos. And the lathe scares the crap out of me too. I don't know if any of you guys have been around a lathe, but when that thing's spinning, I had this moment of like, all right, we're taking off all loose clothing. (laughs) That thing freaks me out. But there's this learning process of it. And I think that's where a lot of us have to go back to is, is that what you just said, Matt, is that we might've grown up in a time that that phone wasn't a useful tool in our youth as we were growing up in that time. But now it is an incredibly useful tool. It always has been in sales and communication. Mm-hmm. And uh, take the time, learn it. And
1: it we'll continue to be. I mean, even as we evolved to just video calls being the standard. So you mentioned the easy vegetables, right? When you're teaching a kid like, hey, you know, let's start eating some veggies, starting with the easy ones. So with phone calls, right? If phone calls are vegetables, <laughs> Yeah. What are the, what are the easy ones? Where do we be? So we we first accept, we get to the starting line. Now we want to get engaged and just like, let me start making calls. How do we start with the easy ones? Who, Who do we call? What do we talk about?
0: Here's my thing. There are people we call already, but we don't look at them as part of your ninja systems and part of your ninja business. And I usually, when I'm coaching, somebody says, how do I always say, how do those phone calls go for you? Like, oh, those are easy like, oh, so you do know how to talk on the phone. Like, this is good. We're getting somewhere. Like, excellent. We got the first part done. And that's usually uh, when I'm coaching somebody, that's how I find that there is this threshold in here of they do know how to use a phone. They are comfortable on the phone calling certain people. So I'm always like, make a list of your people you're already comfortable talking to. Because that that really is the basis of Ninja as you're building these relationships, improving on these relationships. We just muddy the waters when all of a sudden we go, oh, but now that I'm making these phone calls, I got to find business.
1: Yeah, I'm going to start with calling John who I haven't talked to in five years and Let's see just catch how he's up. liking his house. It's like, no. we don't need to do that. So then there's the
0: next thing that comes up, Matt, which is now I'm making these easy phone calls and I haven't talked to John in a while, but oh, these phone calls turn into half an hour phone calls. And I'm always like, because you're trying to regroup over two years of not talking to this person and now you're jumping back into their world and yeah, you're going to have a half an hour phone call trying to regroup. So I think the, the first thing is, is like we got our easy people. The next thing is, we've got people that we haven't talked to in a while. And we got to get over that hurdle of the regroup phone call. And then that will allow us to have some easier, smaller follow-up phone calls. And I think that the, that's a mindset you got to get into is, I'm going to learn something out of this phone call. I might learn a lot because I haven't talked to them in a while. And then I'm gonna have little things to regroup on. Matt's having his house painted right now. Like I've got an easy way that if I wanted to call Matt in a week and be like, "Dude, how'd the house turn out?" I can make that phone call if I wanted to. And it's and it's nice and it's comfortable and it's easy and it's you know what? Send me a picture of it, man. What colors did you go with? Because also I'm fascinated by Charleston house colors, uh, not in a negative way. Like
1: we're painting the inside of the house though. So well, send me pictures of the inside of the house. That's what it is, but. It's white,
0: but on the outside of the house, like I, if I knew it was the outside, which I didn't know, I was assuming I would be interested in it because the house colors you guys can do in Charleston, we can't well, we can do them in California, but it freaks Californians out when you do colors like that. True, <laughs> yeah, so like I think it's just being interested and being connected. That, that's where I would start, man. That's the easiest, easiest, easiest place.
1: And it totally counts for Ninja when you're applying it to your Ninja business. It, it does. And I think uh, as you start with the easy ones, one thing to think about too is go back and listen to our episode on Dunbar's number too, because yeah. it's not like we're saying, hey, you're going to reconnect with people and then all of a sudden become best friends and call them every single month, right? No, you have your core group of people that you talk to on a on a monthly basis, And then you're going to have some people who are further out in your database where you are going to need the notes to remind you a little bit about them. You are going to need the calendar reminder that says, hey, it's John's home anniversary. We should give him a call and maybe do a real estate review. You can use those tools to help you. And then particularly when it comes to people you've sold real estate with, those calls should be easy, right? Hey, Garrett, it's Matt. How are you guys enjoying the house? It's been a whole year since you guys moved in. It's been five years since you moved in. How are the kids, right? Did you guys end up building that thing in the backyard you were talking about when you were, you know, walking it three years ago when we were showing it for the first time, right? You can ask those questions. You are their real estate advisor, right? And people say, "Well, is that business?" It's like, no, that's not business. That's asking them about something that's very important to them that you played a key role in. You're not calling them and saying, "Hey, Garrett." Um, so how are you guys enjoy the house? Are you thinking about selling it now that you've been in it for a little bit? Well, and so that's where it gets weird. And that's the, that's the interesting part is that that's the part that nobody wants to do.
0: It's the part that a lot of sales techniques train. It's actually totally against what we teach and what we train. And as much as we say, don't do it, their brain is still going, oh, I'm gonna have to make this phone call. And at some point I'm gonna have to ask them, are they thinking about buying or selling in the near future? Have they thought about making a switch? And I don't want to make that phone
1: call, or I'm going to hear them say something that's like, "Oh, gosh, they want to do something." How do I turn that into that that conversation, or that opportunity? It's like, well, if they say something, then address it. Hey, Garrett, you just mentioned that you guys were thinking like in a year or two, you guys really would like a house up on the lake. Tell me more about that. Yeah, drink with them, have some fun. Tell me about that time frame. Like, what what does that house look like? You know, when when did you guys start thinking about this? And when you get comfortable, see, this is we're getting into the Brussels sprouts and uh, oh, this is the veggies that make you the, get the asparagus and all this stuff. And here's the thing: you don't have to eat those vegetables raw either, right? It's not like you go from who Garrett's thinking about buying a lake house. Awesome, should we set you up on a search? No, we're not gonna just grab a Brussels sprout from the fridge and eat it. <laughs> we're gonna cut it up, we're gonna put it in the pan, we're gonna throw some balsamic on it, maybe a little salt and pepper. I'll any of that bad boy, right? We're gonna like make this thing taste good. And we do that by asking questions. You think of
0: Larry's story with, with the lake, living on the lake and, and his conversation that he had with his wife, Pat. Yes. And you know it started off with them having the conversation of, do you think this is our forever house? This is the house they lived in before the one they're living in right now. Do you think this is our forever house? And it was like, no, like, I love this house, but I don't think it's our forever house. Well, you know, if, if we were to move, where would you want to live? And it just started down this pro this thing of like, well, I I'd always wanted to live on the lake. Really? Like, okay, let's talk about that. Like, let's and so all of a sudden that turned into, well, if I was to live on the lake, I'd want a view of the mountains. And this is Larry just dreaming with his wife Pat. He just keeps asking her questions. And all of a sudden he goes. Well, wait, if you want to live on a lake and you want a view of those mountains, like there's one street <laughs> in town that's on a lake. It's like seven houses are available. It's this street and it's on this lake. And all of a sudden they're walking that street and she's calling out house numbers. She, well, she, what she was saying was that one. Yeah, no, that. Yeah, no. And Larry's going, what are you doing? And he goes, I didn't realize she's picking the houses that would work for her. Now, they live in one of those houses now. If anybody knows, yes. doesn't know that story, they live in one of those houses. And so I think it's one of those things that we start off being human and we need to listen and talk with people. And, be, and as we always joke about, be a good person, be nice, be a friend. And what happens is the more you learn and the more you gather and the more you hear their dreams, all of a sudden you step into these areas that they're sharing their future dreams for you and things that all of a sudden have to do with maybe a different house, selling a house, making a move. And then instead of them going, instead of you jumping on it and going, ah, sale, I found one. Finally, I've been looking for one. You just step back and go, let's talk more about that. Tell me all about it. Tell me about what it means to live on the lake. Tell me about the view you'd want to have. And all of a sudden, it's just a natural progression where you're helping them with the house. Yeah. And I think that that's the hard line that a lot of people get lost in is they find this moment that they're waiting to turn into a salesperson. And like, Ninja is like the anti-salesperson system. It's like, how do we be a salesperson without acting like a salesperson ever? And we got to find that that grace in there and that place that you can operate. And this is what makes the phone work so easy is that you got to let the salesman thing go and you get to be a guide to help somebody achieve their dreams. But you got to have that comfort level of just having a normal conversation, which everybody knows how to do. Just make it so damn difficult.
1: Yeah. And know that the greatest salespeople are people of service, right? They're people of value. They're people who make other people feel good, right? That's the nature of doing phone calls and you know what sometimes you're going to eat a vegetable and you're like ah i don't like that i i don't like that and you're going to have calls that go that way too particularly as you start like digging deep i literally heard your daughter's voice i don't <laughs> like that i don't like that nope <laughs> you know you're gonna you're gonna call somebody you haven't talked to in a while and they're gonna be like hey we're not thinking of selling right you're gonna be calling to do a real estate review they'll be like yeah yeah we, we don't want to sell and you're gonna be like oh man see they knew they knew it's like okay, that's just one person's perspective on that relationship, Yeah, first of all. And let's move on to the next person who's like, oh my gosh, you did that for me? I would love to meet and talk about that, right? The story, you you shared that on a podcast recently, right? I think, Garrett, the person who hired somebody to give them a review that wasn't a realtor. It's like, come on, you know? Every person's different, but we do need to eat our vegetables because here's the, pulling this all together, right? Your vegetables are filled with, healthy micronutrients, all the stuff that helps boost your immune system. So look at your phone calls as the immune system for your business. And without it, yeah, you can still have some some spurts of high performance, but you get sick, you go down, right? There's this lull, there's this gap, there's this void of business that happens. But if you stay on the phone calls, if you stay in flow, you're eating your veggies, you're getting those micronutrients, you're staying healthy and your business will continue to provide good fruit for you. Well, vegetables providing fruit. It's an interesting thing.
0: And to continue down this route of like, what are the easy phone calls? And then just to kind of keep this analogy with veggies going for a second, you know, if you were to make a list, and I have a lot of people do this when they're making their phone calls, is make a list of good and bad. And if you're starting out with the easy phone calls, you're going to have a lot of people go down the the side of the list. You get done with a phone call. Oh, talking to Matt Benelli, that was an easy phone call. I'm putting that under good you know, then I'm going to call, you know, I might call a friend of mine across town that I've known forever and catch up with them. Dave Jackson. Oh, easy phone call. We had a great call. It's great catching up. My gosh. Didn't realize that his daughter was doing so well in school and on sports. So put Dave Jackson down. Then you move on to the next person and you just make this incredible list. You're like, look at, look at all these great phone calls I had today. Like, sweet. Okay. We're good with that. Just like you could do this with a kid with veggies and be like, we tried this one. They actually liked it. That was good. We started simple. We did this one. We did this. You could totally, and this is where we started this off, is you could totally do this the opposite if you wanted to. I could find the hardest phone calls I could possibly make, and I could go in there and be like, yep, that was a tough one. I hadn't talked to them in years. They didn't even remember who I was when I called them. I knew this was going to be difficult. I knew this wasn't going to be fun. I'm putting, putting Tom down over on this side. Then we pick up another one, and it's somebody that we met through church once. We happened to look up their phone number in the directory, and I'm like, hey, <laughs> this is Garrett just calling to say hi. How how are you guys doing? Uh, that was super awkward. <laughs> I'm not doing that one again. Like you said, I knew I'm not good at the phone. I'm putting that one over there. You could easily do this down the vegetable route. And Matt, I think this is like, as you said, like saute them up, like don't eat them raw. You could easily go in and be like, okay, I'm going to try this whole vegetable thing out. And you go and you get a beet, a raw beet, of the store. And you come home and you slice it up and you take a bite out of it. And you're like, Why would anybody, when when you don't do that, you have to boil them down? Like, you gotta (laughs) do all kinds, like, there's a process to make that an edible vegetable. And there's a lot of vegetables at the store that if you just were to take a leaf off and start chewing on it, you'd be like, why would anybody ever do that? But like bok choy, you put that into a salad or you put it into a soup or you put it in with your eggs and you cut it up right and you you season it right, it's delicious. And I think that that's the understanding of how do we use these tools and what do we, how do we make them work? And at some point, when you understand how to use them and how to connect with them in the right way, you will find your way to like, why was this so difficult? I actually really am good at making the, you know, these phone calls because I've learned how to use this as a tool. And uh, I'm just going to encourage everybody out there, don't just decide right now that you don't like your veggies. Don't just dig your heels in and say, I don't like veggies. I never like veggies. I'm never going to eat veggies because that's a childish way to approach this. And you're all adults out there. You're all grownups. And I would much rather you say, I have not yet figured out my love for the phone. I have never been taught how to use the phone very well. Nobody's ever shown me the tools of how to approach a phone to have a success with it. But I'm willing to learn and I want to learn and I want to see it from a different angle. And uh, if you can have that approach like a grown-up, like an adult, there's a lot of great wins that are going to come about this for you, for your business and the growth of who you are as a person. Too many people I watch dig their heels in and they're just like, that system doesn't work for me. I'm not going to listen to you. Tell me another system that's going to work. You see it in coaching? Don't do that. Don't do that. Try yeah. your veggies, are they're, they're wonderful. Matt knows. Matt, if you ever
1: need help with veggies, Matt will help you with veggies. Gotcha. And, and one final analogy is a lot of people will, oh, well, I have my green supplements, so I don't need to eat my vegetables. <laughs> and I take the supplements, by the way. I do all the things. And the supplements are not a replacement. They are a supplement. They help Add and enhance. It's not a replacement, so people will replace their phone calls with things like, "Well, I'll just email, or I'll just text, or I'll just do this." Those are supplement. Those are supplement forms of communication. They do not replace the core vegetables in your business diet of making phone calls. So, eat your veggies. They taste delicious. They're really good. They're going to make you feel really good too. Particularly if you're consistent. It's like one day of veggies, you're like, "I don't notice any difference." This is this is. They just taste bad, but a month, two months, three months of eating veggies consistently, you're like, man, I just feel good, right? Your business is going to do the same thing with phone calls. So I love it, man. Well, thanks for kicking this one around me.
0: Yeah, I like it. (laughs) Well, everybody out there, thanks for tuning in for another episode with us. Uh, Matt and I love that you all enjoy this so much. We get great feedback from it. If you want to learn more about our coaching And what we do to help people take Ninja and implement it in their businesses and get the biggest and best results that they can possibly get with it and achieve their goals that they want to achieve. Come check us out at ninjacoaching.com. You can go to Ninja Selling, click on the coaching tab, you'll find us there. If you want to learn more about the community and uh, the group that we have of people that listen to the episodes, just like you do, and um, share your ideas, learn from them. It's an amazing group of people. As I said at the beginning, go in there, answer the questions when you ask to be part of the group. And if you do that, I will let you in. And again, amazing group. I typically find that any given day, and this varies a little bit, but we really run between about four to 5,000 people a day that are active in that group out of about fourteen, almost 15,000 people. So there's a ton of activity and a lot of insight and a lot of knowledge in there uh, that you can gain and uh, learn from, but also help others grow. So with that being said, we will be back again. We have a lot of other things we want to share and talk with you guys about. And uh, Matt, thank you so much, man. Always love it. Thank you, man. Thank you. And thanks
1: everybody for tuning in. Catch you on the next one.
0: If you enjoyed today's episode and would like
1: more, visit us at the ninjasellingpodcast.com. There you will also find links for more information about ninja selling and coaching. Have an incredible day.